Hey, Chad. Hey, Cameron. What is it? It is time for Opinions Are Cheap with Cameron and Chad. Yay. We were, we were practicing that in the pre-show, and you did we it just right. I did. I know. We were, we were really trying to get the timing just perfect, where where it sounds like there's something really cool is going to happen, and then nothing cool happens except that we talk, which isn't that cool. Oh well, fooled them again. Did but now they're here. Cool they're this week. Ah, uh, not really. It's been a it's been a really fast moving week. I feel like I feel like I, I lost some hours somewhere. Right, one of those. I don't I don't much care yeah. for it, but also it's almost the weekend. Yeah, too. Um, I got so, I got something to talk about since I can't afford therapy. I have you instead, and all our lovely listener. Um, I had a book I was working on. I've, I had mentioned this a couple times. I finally got uh, a little bit of, of, of uh, reader feedback, and it was largely, I don't want to call it like overly negative, but it was like, oh, I don't really like the style. I feel like it's a little bland. Your writing has gotten better. Um, yada, yada, yada. And, and it was Jean-Luc who's reading this in case he ends up listening. And I'm not, I'm not disparaging Jean-Luc. He's doing exactly what I wanted him to but it does it does upset me a little bit because I've put a lot of work into this and now I'm kind of concerned that maybe maybe it's not very good yet because it was written many years ago and despite all the work I wonder if I should not release it and that would suck cuz there are certain things like if it's stylistically like kind of bland and very not great like I can't fix that I'd have to rewrite the whole thing so now I'm not sure what to do with there, and it's like all the walls are closing in, but only a little bit. It's kind of like that Star Wars scene where they're in the trash, because I'm in the trash, and they're coming in with slowly, so there's time to escape. It's not easy to, like, to put something down like that, like, after you've done it. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, sometimes you're the only one that can make that call, but also sometimes you're your own worst critic. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to tell. And I'm waiting on, I got other people reading it too, hopefully. Um, it's been really historically hard to get people to read this book. I have no idea why. Like, people will be like, I'll read it, then they just don't. And so I, I did most of the editing with a lot of intuition and... When I came back to it, I was like, shit, there's stuff I hate about this. I have a lot to fix. And I spent almost three months doing really extensive rewrites. But it was sort of like, can I save what's there? Because I think plot-wise, it's good. I think some of the character stuff is good. But I didn't want to rewrite the thing from start to finish. So it's like, okay, the style that is here, I'll keep. Just can I improve upon it a bit? And I, I trimmed a lot of fat. And I tried to jazz it up a bit more. But ultimately, it is a, a young adult novel, and it's written to be a young adult novel. And uh, I don't know. It's it's one of those, like, I'm torn between I value Jean-Luc's opinions more than most people. At the same time, the proto version of this did get agent requests. Like, they requested more material. So maybe for the market, it's fine. And then I'm just like, I read a lot of fantasy books with shitty-ass prose, and that gets published, and no one seems to care that much. I can do that, too. But then, since I'm self-publishing it, just releasing it for my own vanity, like I feel like it's got to hit a certain threshold, or I shouldn't do it. I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it's confusing me. Um, 
But that's that's the thing I've been been vaguely worried about the last couple days. I mean, I wish, I wish I had like helpful answers. I just wanted a bitch about it. I guess it. I, you're technically more successful than I am, so I don't have advice on how to do things good. I feel like that technicality isn't a whole lot to hold on to, though. Like, I don't really consider myself that successful. So, I have a feeling that I will, in the end, release it in whatever form I get it to, just because I do think I don't want to just be like, oh, this is a fuck up and throw it away. Because I had to do that this year with the novella that uh, at one point I really liked and then I went back to and was like, well, this is this is dreadful. Like kind of from top to bottom, there's a couple of good ideas, but the execution's really bad. The the dialogue's bad. The characters are not really well thought out, like just didn't really didn't really work. And I had put a lot of work into that, too. Not quite as much, but enough, you know. And so that was disappointing. And so fixing this book was like, OK, I can do it. I can do it. But there's still that inkling where it's like, I still maybe can't, though. Like, I, this was written really shortly after the thing I had to totally scrap. Uh, the only difference is, is it's longer. So I guess, well, really, though, you just need to hear more feedback, right? I guess so. And hopefully, hopefully Josh gets to it. He He said he would. And I did bother him a little bit the other day. And I sent it. I was like, hey, by the way. Okay. I might so I have a magic again. eight ball. And I asked it if Chad should scrap his book. And it says, my sources say no. Oh, I'll take that. I feel better now. I will I will put the, my hands into a, a $10 plastic toy you can get at Toys R Us. I wonder if there's any porn of magic eight balls. Oh, there, there has to be. Because this is That's opinions too much of a meme object. Magic eight ball. If I type that in, okay. Uh, magic maybe underscore eight ball. Here we go. There, oh, there's only four? This better be good. None of these are even magic eight balls. I like this one where she's like pregnant. All right. I, I like this little comic. This is a good one. Oh, that's interesting. Where'd you find that? Google. Oh. Oh, and even the, the little that says "shake me" on the on her on the eight ball too, and she's pregnant. That's super funny because that would that would be bad for the fetus. I like that. That's a good dark joke. Shit, you found some way better stuff than I did on Rule Thirty Four. Okay, this comic is funny though. Yeah, yeah, the comic. You should read it's the a comic. It's little Tumblr question: Is is Dominic ever gonna fuck liar? And I'm assuming that's Dominic or liar, and then the. Eight ball says LOL, and since it's just like thrown against a wall and shattered. Also, the character is a naked, uh, that electric sheep Pokemon. Because, you know. I also found Magic Eight Ball Fortnite Rule 34. That's real specific. That is really specific. I'm glad we, I'm glad we went down here. I'm really surprised, though, that there's not more. How is accidental Vora tag? I feel like that'd be really hard to do. Um, I think that's normally if there's like a big size difference involved. Or like a slapstick, like cartoony thing. 
Oh, yeah, some of these are looking pretty slapstick cartoony thing. Like a character will, like, run into another character or something. They're like... Yeah. You know what I see sometimes is, like, uh, slimes from D&D. Where it's like someone will, like, walk into it. Except it's, like, a cute slime girl. That seems oh, to be yeah. a, a uh, genre. Or a subgenre. So here's one. It's Judy Hopps and Nick, the your favorite, your favorite cops from Zootopia. And it looks like... One of them accidentally ingested a mouse that was hanging on on a penis. And so the mouse is like, uh-oh, I'm in a belly with lots of cum. So I guess that I guess that's another option. That comes back to your size difference. What what are we doing? <laughs> why, why am I like this? I don't know. I So <laughs> I was uh, playing VR chat with uh, Sable, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember why, but somehow we ended up uh, on VR chat. We were chilling in a ball pit, and all the balls are linked to a video, so we can watch YouTube. And the the balls in the ball pit are all individual pixels from the YouTube video. Oh wow! And we were we were doing that and watching the Chris Chan documentary while we're like floating in this ball pit of Chris Chan documentary. And at some point, he turned to me and said, "Uh, Cameron, why do you do this to me? (laughs) And it's like, yeah, it's funny because I do this, right? So the next day, I'm on VR chat. I go somewhere, and I just I met some random guy. And we just started talking. And so I've never met this guy before. I don't even know his... I can't remember his username. Like, I, I don't know him. But we talked for like 30 minutes. And at some point... I said the sentence, hold on, I just happened to have on my soundboard a copy of a Drake and Josh theme remixed with five different anime themes that all play together. And I started broadcasting it loudly while he was like sitting there staring at me. And he's just listening to it. And he's like sitting there for a while listening to the song. And he's like, dude, why do you do this to me? Which is like the record fastest someone has said that to me. And it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know we were friends. Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm, met mm-hmm. you. You're like an internet historian, but for weird shit no one cares about. I I think it's more like uh, internet anthropologist. That sounds a lot like it pays like, more. I I think that I understand and I'm more interested in internet behavior than, like, actual timelines and events. Yeah. That, that might not be true, you. but I, that's what I want to say. I wasn't disparaging you when I said that, by the way. Like, I enjoy hanging out with you, and uh. then you share weird shit, and then I pass it on sometimes. Like, it, it's a good. it's good. I think it's fun. Okay. I like the picture. This is something Herc posted. But it was these two, like, dragon furries, like, out for a jog or shopping or whatever. And they have, instead of dogs, they have knights on leashes. Then the knights start attacking each other with swords and shields. He's like, hey, Sir Snuggles, stop it. Oh, yeah. I love that picture. And then there's a no knight sign. Like, so they're both, like, violating the rules. This picture is amazing on so many levels. I had to share this with everybody because it's so fucking bizarre. But like as a joke, it's so it's so layered. It's like an onion, like an ogre. It's adorable. It's great. 
And then it's like well, someone like thought of that. Gonna but gonna do it. Oh what? What? I, oh never mind. I, uh, well, what, what am I never gonna ask? You're never gonna ask how my week was. I'll just share it. Oh yeah, yeah. How was your week? I'm a really shitty friend. Uh, so on Monday, I got a check in the mail. Oh, that's always nice. Yeah, it was from my old nemesis, a uh, Kroger Corporation. Kroger, oh, excuse me, had a big yawn. Um, so I, I, I think it's lore on the show now that I met Richard working at a grocery store. Yes. So class action lawsuit from eight years ago finally resolved, and finally I got my payment. So I got a check in the mail for sixty dollars. Hey, that's not bad. You can do stuff with sixty bucks. Yeah, so what I did was I took the Tuesday off and I went to the casino. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, have you ever been to a casino? Yeah, I have. Uh a couple times. My my grandparents super into going to casinos. Like I go see my grandparents, like, hey, you want to go to the casino with us? And it's like, no. Uh not a huge fan of them. However, I'm curious what your perspective is, because like I don't meet a lot of people in my age group that would willingly go to a casino. It feels like a very like retired old people or really depressed like forty to fifty five year olds. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I love the romance of a casino, like like the song, the hedgehog level of a casino. Mm-hmm. Um, I love blackjack tables and roulette wheels. You know that stuff. I like uh, pretty women that have to give you drinks and all that stuff. But it's been like years since I've gone to a casino. And it's like, hey, you know what? This uh, this class action lawsuit, it had nothing to do with me. I just happened to be an employee, so I qualified. Sure. But I wasn't the one that got screwed over. So it's like, hey, I don't even care about this money because it's not like rightfully mine. So I don't even care if I waste it. Let's go. I'm going to go check out the casino and i didn't know which one to pick because there's a bunch of casinos here <laughs> um but i went with saquon and it was very nice and i wanted takes... to like review the slot machines okay i like this out, i have out, casino stories I was just, too i was oh yeah because i'm just i'm curious um like i i pay attention to gaming and games and i feel like a lot of people when they think of games, they only think of, like, console video games. But I'm kind of like, no, I care about, like, Monopoly. Like, what is Milton Bradley doing right now? Sure. You know, like, there's a lot of different things that qualify as gaming and game theory can be applied to. And the same thing applies to, uh, like, gambling outlets. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, to my, I think to about that point. if you open your iTunes store, you know, like, the, the mobile market especially... Everything oh, yeah, yeah. looks the same. It is like the same art style of like, here's a pretty woman and here's a majestic dragon and here's a mighty airplane or something. But it's like, it all blends together like the same. And it's all got like gold trims and stuff. And it's like, I feel like they're trying to entice certain things that will trigger your brain to associate it with a value. Right. And so it's like, I wonder if the slot machines are all going to just look like I opened the iTunes store. And man, I there's like, I think there's only one big difference between the actual casino and the iTunes store is that the casino did not have a lot of IP branded machines. 
Hmm. Wait, I thought the casino does have a lot of IP branded machines. At least they used to. No, it it was almost all like generic stuff. Oh, interesting. I was expecting to see like Simpsons and James Bond and because it's like they make those. But I feel yeah. like those end up in Vegas. <laughs> I feel like I've seen those in I shitty think... casinos around my area. Yeah. As I was expecting to see more of that. Because like I I I mean I don't know if you could get the Marvel rights, but it's like there's just stuff that uh catches the eye and you think that they would just want to prey on it. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking about it and like with the iTunes store, it doesn't actually cost much to like crap a game out. But with the machine, you have to like physically construct it and you have to physically take up space and the casino yeah. has to want to buy it off you. So maybe they want things that will, uh, you know, last forever, you know? It's funny, though. When I think of IP, I also think, like, all the casinos I remember being to with IP machines were intellectual property from, like, the 70s and the 80s. And I would have been in these casinos in, like, the 2010s. So not new IP, but it's like, hey, look at the Golden Girls Casino or the Austin Powers, uh, or not casino, slot machine, right. but the Austin Powers, yeah. So, like... I guess I was expecting more of that, like oh, like like 007, right? I, I remember seeing those, like that, that that you'd think that would be everywhere. There's always new 007, but to me, like the casino is not going to have the newest Bond. It's going to have you know, uh, Sean Connery Bond or uh, the other one. I can't remember his name. Whatever. <laughs> Daniel Craig. Yeah. Craig Daniels. So, so what did you end up playing then? So, I wanted to find a UFO one, because I like aliens, yeah. right? Yeah, aliens are cool. And I found one called Area 51, and it was, uh, I want to say it's one of the earlier digital ones, because it was not very good, but <laughs> it was like, there were all sorts of like, warning labels on it, and it's like, sorry, our premium card doesn't work with it, you have to like put in cash, like it's just not compatible with the current system. And it kind of pissed me off because um, you know how a normal slot machine, like you probably picture three slots and then there's lines that go across diagonal and straight and stuff. Yeah. So this was set up kind of like five slots and the lines will like curve around. So like it'll dip down and go back up and stuff. Uh, Almost like a UFO might fly around randomly. Okay. That's kind of interesting. So, yeah, so it's like I'd spin, and then I'd get three UFOs to line up, but then it's like I didn't win anything, because it's like, oh no, the green line only touches two of them, and then you, it wanted to go up there. And so, oh, like, watching sucks. the screen, yeah, it's like I couldn't tell what was going on. And it's like, this is stupid. And so, you know, and that was one of the more, like, old classic-y ones, and, oh, and also it had the, uh, the bar, you know, you can pull the lever down. That wasn't working. It was like locked in place. Like it was decoration. Oh no! You just push a button. You don't even and it's get like, the game feel. This isn't feel. a slot machine. Yeah, fuck this. So I went over to like it was like Dynasty Dragon Conquest, and it was like this huge machine with this huge screen, and it was to a T the iTunes Store look, like just uh, armor bikini women and very generic random dragons and stuff and it was so loud and i i wasn't prepared for the sounds you know 
Roar. And so it's like I push the button, and it's like it's like <laughs> like it's a an adventure or something. And it's like it's just a slot machine, just like spin. Uh, but it I does appreciate- this thing <laughs> where like. You know, like spin, 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 pop, pop, pop. Okay, nope, you didn't win anything. Spin, 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 pop, pop, pop. Oh, you got a bar. Okay, and then it did this thing where it's like spinning, but then it starts playing this like epic theme, and it stops. And there's like this golden, um, like halo highlighting the first like dragon, and then the second one stops, and the golden halo like reaches over, and it's got the second one, and the theme's like getting louder, like it was loud in the casino, and then the third one. It's about to stop, and then it missed, and so just, like, the sound cut out. Oh, no. And it's, like, I know what they're trying to do, but they're not doing it well. You know? Mm. Like, it was, like, it was frustrating enough where it's, like, I don't want to do that again. Like, (laughs) this is annoying. I appreciate that there was, like, a game idea there, right? And, like, a lore, and they were trying to hit maybe an atmosphere or something. Because... So many of the generic slot machines aren't going to do that. They're just going to make noises that vaguely sound like coins moving around and then spin really fast. Like, they're not going to... They they understand that the reason that they exist is why you're there. And so the fact that this one is trying to give you an experience that the other ones are not able to do is kind of cool. Uh, someone put work into it, right? Like, someone had that idea and someone composed it. Well, they probably bought the music royalty-free, let's be real. But someone had to go find that royalty-free music, goddammit. There was work involved. I would like to read a book about someone like that designs slot machines. Like, what is their job like? What is their, you know, day to day? What kind of emails are they getting from the boss? Yeah, uh, slot machines are actually a very interesting. Um, what's the word? Genre? Uh, industry? Probably industry. Yeah, like, I, I love when History Channel will do something like, "How does this get made?" And it's like, oh, I never even thought about this before. Um, now I'm trying to find a picture of it. I guess this is like a a long running one, but my favorite slot machine was just the classic Blazing Sevens, which is the most generic slot machine you could find, but it was so like classy and modern. Mm-hmm. Like it was clearly one of the newer ones, but it's like there's no gimmicks or anything. It's just a slot machine, and the lever actually works. And it's just like three slots, and you just want to line them up in the middle. Like there are no gimmicks, and it was so pretty. Like the machine was so nice. It had a USB charger. Oh, cool! Um, it it had like glitter accents on like the edges of the sevens and stuff. Like it it reminded me of like a sports car, but it wasn't like over the top or anything. And it was just like, it was the experience I wanted out of a slot machine. Yeah, it's the kind that you could like chew on a cigar while there's smoke hazing throughout. You got a whiskey and uh, the light, you know, it's dark outside, but you can't tell because you're in a casino. But the lights are dim because of all the grime and the smoke. You're wearing a hat. Yeah, that's the thing. I wish I had a cowboy hat. I I probably would have fit in better. Uh, But it was just, it was satisfying. You know, sure. <laughs> Should you find this um, machine then? That it, yeah, it, it was it was beautiful. It was comfortable to sit at, and I had fun playing it. Um, I do want to say to anyone out there that's like listening to me talk about this and they're thinking about maybe going to a casino, 
it's super important if you've never been to a casino before. You should have like a chunk of cash that you're willing to lose and never take out more money than what's in your hand. Yeah. Like, walk in the door with money in your pocket and do not go to the ATM and withdraw more money. Uh, if you tell yourself something like, okay, one more spin and then I'll leave. I guarantee you the slot machine will give you money. You need to leave. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I told you that I got a $60 check, right? Yep. So I'm on my last dollar. And on the Blazing Sevens, I, I, I had my dollar and I said, okay, uh, one more spin and then I'm going to, I'm done. And I pulled the lever and once you know it, I got, I got sevens and it gave me $60 back. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so I walked out of the, I, I was like, oh, I said one more and that's it. That's what you need to do. That's definitely the way to do it. Cause I, I like, I'm having fun like talking about this as like a concept, but I also like really hate the like suggest that this is a fun experience that I recommend to people. <laughs> yeah. So, did you get any drinks or anything like that? I mean, usually they're cheap or free depending on the casino. Um. So no, I I actually I went over to the bar because that was the other thing in my mind when I went in with the sixty dollars. I thought, you know, if I end up winning uh, anything. I'm probably going to just, like, buy dinner here. Like, I'll, I'll buy yeah. a lobster or something and just, like, enjoy a casino day. So I have my $60, and it's like, well, maybe I should get a drink. And I go over to the bar, and the bar is set up where each uh, each seat has a little computer so you can keep playing while you're at the bar. Yeah. And I did not see a menu. And it's like, I don't want to talk to the guy about it. <laughs> so I just kind of, like, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, mm -hmm. And so I decided instead to just find wherever they sell the food and buy a lobster. Uh, the Saquon Casino is a it's a labyrinth that I think is designed to make you feel dizzy. Oh, absolutely. I could not figure out the exit. Like I couldn't find where like they sell the food. I, I, I don't know if they have a restaurant or what it was, but I, I walked in a circle at one point and realized I did not how to leave the circle. And I had landmarks. I'm noticing things where it's like, okay, there's Area 51, and across from it is Jade Dynasty, and there's this one craps table that is out of service. Mm -hmm. And I remember walking in a straight line, and I saw the exact same Area 51, Jade Dragon, and an out of service craps table. But there was like a window behind it. And I'm like, wait, like, I I know I didn't walk in a circle. I walked in a straight line. But these machines are arranged in the exact same pattern. Oh, wow. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? And it was like a Twilight Zone moment where it's like, am I stuck here? Like, <laughs> like did I die in a car crash on my way here? And I'm just going to keep spending $60 and winning $60 over and over again? Oh, that'd be horrifying. Like, it was weird. <laughs> so yeah I, I basically kept walking until I could find an exit and I ended up on the other side of the building and had to like leave and walk around the whole building <laughs> to get to the parking lot I've been there before with you get lost you just find like the one exit you're like fuck it I'll hike it's fine I can't go back in that goddamn maze but it was fun it was a fun weird field trip to like review 
slot machines. <laughs> yeah, um, that sounds like a I, neat, neat little experience. I love the I love the cigarette smoke in the air. Um, seeing all the people there made me sad because it's like each yeah. person. It was like, why are you here, dude? Enjoy your retirement somewhere else. I don't. I wish my grandparents weren't so wound at the hip when it comes to. Or just wound up, I guess, when it comes to, to casinos, because they they really like to gamble, and they definitely have the money to do it. But it's just to me like the worst thing you could ever do with your money is put it in a slot machine. But they they love it; that's their thing. And and my grandma's like hit like sixty thousand dollar jackpots before. She won't tell you how much she had to put in to get there, but she's definitely right. like you know done stuff. Then she got really pissed when she had to pay taxes on that, which was funny. Um, but I know every time I'm in a casino, it just seems like there's lots of very sad looking old people on oxygen and they're just kind of glued to this chair, kind of slouched over like gravity is really doing a bit disservice today. And they're just putting coins in and hitting the buttons. And, and it really is like this weird version of hell where the everything is loud. There's no windows. There's really pungent aromas and food and music. And you can't tell like how much time is passing. And you're just kind of frozen in this strange purgatory of sad old people hoping to God to get like they don't even care about the money half the time. They just want the dopamine rush. Some of them probably care about the money because they're poor as shit and shouldn't be in there. But. Yeah, and you know it's funny too because I I walk past the uh, the blackjack tables, and they just they look so classy. Like I I love the uh, the James Bond vibe of a nice casino table. Yeah, uh, those scenes are my favorite. You know, I just I, I that's what I enjoy, and so just like enjoying the aesthetic of that kind of like when we do something weird on VR chat where it's just like oh wow this is what it's like to be inside of a car engine. And we're just very small, like it's a Magic School Bus episode. Yeah. Where it's like, you just observe something from a, a new perspective. And it's like, you know, I haven't, I, I, I've driven past this casino how many times in my life. So I'm going to see what's inside one day. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever went to a casino, I was, I can't remember how old I was. You had to be, you had to be 18, right? I don't think I was old enough to drink. I think so. It, I think, um, you know, in some places, I think it's 18 and some places, I think it's 21. So and, and I was it with depends, my grandparents. You know, they're handing and, out drinks, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was with a bunch of family members and ever and all the adults wanted to go there. And this is going to be my first time. And it, I, it, it seemed like I heard on the grapevine, like it's like, you know, that first time you're ever in a casino, you usually win something because it's just like the universe trying to get you hooked. And I was like, oh, OK, well, you know, I got I got 20 bucks in my pocket. Maybe I'll. uh Maybe I'll win something. And then, and then I'll just tell the universe to go fuck itself because I don't really want to be here. And I, I had music. I had my headphones on because I knew it was like psychologically going to try and trick me. So I was like, I'll put, a, I'll put an album on that I know is an hour long. And once it's over, I can leave. And I like, like you did, you were like, hey, I have this amount of money I'm willing to lose. And I'm not going to lose any more than that. Well, I actually had 40 bucks in my pocket. I only wanted, I ended up losing all 40 instead. I, I pledged 20 and I lost 40. And I was fucking pissed. And I was like, I will never, ever gamble again. And I haven't. Oh, did I say Saquon? I just realized it was Viejas. The other story I have, though, about about 
um, casinos is like grandparents on both my, my parents' sides really like them. And normally when it came to like Thanksgiving and stuff, we would go see my, my mom's parents and her bigger family. But there was one year my dad really wanted to go see his grandpa and I decided to tag along. And I was like, oh, what are we going to do for Thanksgiving, you know, food? Because, I mean, it's just like the three of us. At that point, my grandma had passed away. And we, we went to the casino and ate food there. Because it turns out they had a really good buffet. Nice. And that was uh, kind of a magical little memory. I remember getting like a, a Bacardi Coke or something. Because I think I was 21 at the time. I had like ribs and, you know, like basically every food you wouldn't normally associate with Thanksgiving. I got on purpose just to say I did it. Uh, and so I had like this crate, like, like spaghetti and, and ribs that, you know, just weird garlic bread and shit like that. And it was kind of a fun time. We didn't gamble at all. We just kind of ate their food and hung out for a bit and left. And that was all right. Casino food is usually really good. Like, like, you know, you, you looking for lobster, which is like a quintessential casino food, by the way. But I, I get it. So I looked on YouTube and there are some slot machine reviewers. Oh, interesting. And so I timestamped this one, but this is one of those like bizarre like Chinese dragon themed ones that don't make sense. I can't wait for this to destroy my YouTube algorithm. You're welcome. One of my issues with slot machines is I never know how to play them. Like, I don't know what's good or what's not. And I feel like that's on purpose, right? It's just sort of you keep hitting buttons and you hope you win. And there's no real, like, strategy. There's no real, like, game design other than the psychological. Well, yeah, you can't do anything about it. Um, It's just every single slot machine is literally just a dice roll. Yeah. And there are there are some instances where they'll do something to kind of make it a skill thing. Um, But usually... That's the least skill gamey. Like, I, I, I think my understanding is if you want to win money, like you're, you're gonna want to play like blackjack. Yeah, like that's the only thing casinos do that have like the best win ratio for players. And I kind of hate the digital slot machines because even though I know it's it's just a uh, a random number, anyways, I just don't trust the screen. You know, I want to see the slot physically land in place. Yeah, I get you. Because if I push a button and it just says, you lose, and it's like, why am I doing this? Like, it's not fun. When you're doing the slot, it kind of feels like, okay, I pulled the lever and a thing happened. Well, and then I also associate, like, mentally slot machines with, like, the 60s and the 70s and, you know, stuff before touchscreens, right? So there's this, like... uh continuity i guess or you know headcanon that i have with slot machines where you go and you see these really really fancy ones that are are very modern and have all the screens and the buttons and it it, but it is just a a basically a glass box kind of it's just it's just not it's not what i want it it, because like you said it reminds you of like the itunes store and mobile games and i'm like well i know those are fucking super predatory i gotta stay away from those like this is just a big version of that it's also, um, of course, it's all designed to psychologically prey on you in specific ways. But what gets me the most with these is how there's such a variety of slot machines that it makes you feel like you're making a choice. But it's just kind of confusing and weird. Yeah. 
like everything about them is so um pointless <laughs> that it's it's almost like if you want to walk into a room and there's a box and the guy says put money in the box and you do that and then there's like a hole in the box and like a hand will come up and it'll like drop change in your hand and it's like why am i doing this i will say um my previous boss where i work actually used to be the maintenance tech at a casino and uh, he told me a handful of things about slot machines that I'm willing to pass on to the listener. So slot machines are usually in rows, right? Like, or, or, or squares or whatever. They're in banks. Like, they're all connected together, and then there's walkways, and then there's more connected together. And so I guess, like, legally, things have to be wired to pay out a certain amount of money. Like, they can't be wired to never pay out because then they're just, like, stealing from you. Like, there has to be odds. But... All the, all the slot machines next to each other are on the same bank. And so this bank of slot machines is wired to pay out per X amount of spends. Not like each individual slot machine. So if you're going to like try and uh, game the slots, pick an area where you can see a couple banks and watch people play them. And if nobody's won in a while, go to that one. You're, you might be the next one, right? Because... That's how they're wired. Whereas if you see somebody win on a machine, like everyone around it's basically been poisoned. You will not win on that unless you get lucky and it's going to do that, you know, oh, you're, you're win, you win, you win, you win. Look, you won all this money. But those are, that's like a really rare occurrence. Like that's programmed to not happen very often, but it's, it's got to happen enough so people come back and do it. But generally, if you want to try and win a bit of money on a slot machine, you pick, you pick an area, you pick you know, not one machine, but like 12 and you see other people play and you observe them. And if, if these four machines haven't paid out in 20 spins, go play that one. One of those four, you might get, you might be the next one. Obviously it's still a crapshoot. Now, if the people at the casino notice you just dicking around observing, they're probably going to know that you're onto them and they're going to ask you to leave. But there, there are ways to game slot machines a bit, but once again, it is gambling, and you should absolutely not go and do this if you have money to lose. Like, never ever step into a casino if you, unless you want to throw money away. That is, that is always the mindset. And that's very true. I'm just uh, watching this video. And it's oh, like, nice. I can't tell what's going on. Like, I'm watching this one, and the guy keeps pointing, and his hand will go like, I, what? Because it's like, it kind of looks like there's a row, but oh, no, that didn't count, I guess. <laughs> I will say, when it comes to casinos, the especially some of the bigger ones in Vegas, they are also concert venues, and certain artists will go to a casino circuit, or they'll sign on to a specific casino for a couple weeks and just play shows there. So my current interest in casinos is, can I go see live music? Because I've actually been to one in Iowa. I don't believe it was the capital of Iowa, but it was one of the bigger cities um, in, in the northern chunk of that state. And I saw the struts there. So we went and we had tickets and we, were, we stayed at the hotel in the casino. It was a really nice hotel. We snuck our own booze in because uh, they wouldn't let us bring it in. You know, they're like, we're going to check your bags. And they're like, why? Like, you can't bring alcohol in. And they're like, oh, well, we have we have a shitload of alcohol in here. We were gonna we we're gonna get blasted. There, no, you have to you have to buy alcohol here. We're we're you can't bring it in. So we had water bottles uh, in the car, and so we just dumped out the water bottles and filled them with booze because we had like vodka and, and and rum, and so it looked it was clear. Uh, and so we're like, nope, nope. We put it in the car. 
We, these are just our water bottles. Yep, good to go. So then we 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 got drunk that way, which was great. Um, I might be confusing two stories because I went to a different casino to see uh, uh, Slash uh, with Miles Kennedy. That was fun too. So basically, though, like casinos are, can be cool concert venues. I, the Strut Show was great. That was one of my favorite concerts, like in memory, just because like they're a fun band. I got really drunk. Uh, I was dancing with this dude's wife because he didn't want to dance, and I was like, I'm drunk enough to dance, and she's like, Yeah, and that was a good memory, and we didn't gamble at all, <laughs> which was also nice. I think we did get breakfast though. I think they had a good like breakfast buffet. That sounds nice. I, I yeah, I really go... like the. I, it's like the venue part of it is neat. The mm-hmm. actual part of it is like meh. I want to go to Vegas to see bands because some of the older um rock bands, you know, not, maybe not like Journey, but like that caliber of band, Ario Speedwagon, Def Leppard, or whatever. Like they'll sign on it, and like I want to see these. I, I like I like a lot of that classic rock, and like the best and probably most affordable way to see them might be at a casino because. Tickets to those cities are usually kind of cheap because they assume you're going to go gamble and like, the money goes, you know, it circulates in a different way so you can get deals. And I always kind of mean to like look that up. Like, what if I just went to Vegas for a weekend to see a band and then came back and then was back to work on Monday? Like that to me sounds like it could be fun. I, I have a feeling one day I will do that, but I've, I've never been to Vegas. I think that's all my casino stories. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of them. I remember once we went to Vegas as a like a family trip, and uh, neither of my parents are like really interested in gambling, but it's like oh they got all these themed machines here, and so my mom's like I, you know I want to put a quarter into the Star Wars machine because there's a Star Wars slot machine. I was like oh, okay. And so we went to the casino that had it and walked around forever and we finally found it. And the minimum pay-in was a dollar. And she was like, oh, I don't really want to do that. Ah. Which, and it's like, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, it I want to stress, you should always walk into a casino with rules for yourself and follow mm-hmm. your rules. Because everything's designed to like trick you into being comfortable. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're really going to go into one, I will stress, abuse what you can out of the food and drinks, because that's the only way you're really going to win. Oh, also the best bathroom I've been in in years. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was very, it was clean, it was lovely, it felt like a Richie, like, hotel sort of thing with, like, these uh, wooden doors for the stalls. Like, it was actually all very nice. There's just something about, like, you're in a place and the bathroom is great. And you're like, wow, this place must be awesome because they cleaned the shit out of this bathroom. Like, this is, this is wonderful. Because I've definitely been in bars where, like, I've stepped into the bathroom and then stepped out. And I was like, I'm going to go to a different bar down the street to pee in their bathroom because this one is fucking revolting. Shout out to Dell's Bar with, like, this shitty bathroom in lacrosse. It's been years since I've been in Dell's Bar. Maybe it's better. But, man, that was a bad impression. Uh, did you see the new Pokemon news? I did not. I don't know. I think it's kind of lame. Oh, uh, what was the news? Just more previews of the new game. Ah, uh, like you do. 
Like you do. Uh, you saw the legendaries, right? Nope. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe we can talk about this for a couple minutes. Okay. Why don't let me copy the video? So Scarlet and Violet coming soon. I click play. God, I love that little switch click. Yeah, me too. So far, it looks looks nice. I haven't seen a lot of footage of this game because I, so, I like everything's like bland and bare. It's a little empty. Are these the new legendaries? These purple and this purple and red thing. Yeah, they got like wheels. Yeah. Oh, I hate this. Wow, it's like um that Mario Kart game where you could you can sail and in water and drive. They made that into a Pokemon. This looks like the world's shittiest Digimon. Like not even Digimon would design something this stupid. I I I am upset by this. Not to this world. Are these really legendaries? Like, oh, I caught a legendary so I can drive around like a motorcycle. I guess when you put it that way, yeah. it's a little cool, but I hate it. Hate it so much. What 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 do people think about this and what do you think about this? I hate it. Okay, good. Oh yeah, now I remember the first time I saw the the main characters when they were released, I was like they look like they're going to go door to door and tell me about their religion. <laughs> um I think there's some people that are excited about some of the new designs. I mean, if they're children, that's fine. This is ultimately for them. Yeah, they're not children though. Like it. Oh. I, okay. So with the with the motorcycle bikes, I have seen way too much Rule Thirty Four. Both of them with like high quality work. Oh well, you know that's gonna happen regardless. It, but it's like, but too much. Like no one should like this design enough that they draw fan art of it. Also fair. Also fair. Because they're. They're just objectively bad designs. I, I I don't know. I don't. Oh, uh, baby. I mean, I I I I understand that Pokemon's been around for a very long time, and they have to try to figure out ways to you know keep it interesting, right? Like, how do we how do we evolve things? How do we want make people come back to catch another hundred of these little bastards? I don't think this is the way to do it. I um, want to know who Pokemon is for right now. Because I don't know if kids are drawn to this. Exactly. And to me, like, if you wanted to make a Pokemon game that gets me involved, you, you, you stick with the first 150. You, you stick to that, that, that continent. And you do something gameplay-wise very different. And... I might be hooked on that because that to me is like where my nostalgia is. And also like my favorite designs are just largely there. I don't like a lot of the new designs. I think Pokemon have gotten kind of dumb or kind of weird or kind of just not for me, which is fine. Um, making them into, I don't know, like some Skylanders shit or whatever, right? Like it's just so, it's so weird. Well, it's also kind of funny to me because it's like you think about a game like Genshin Impact 
um, it's free and it looks ten times as good visually. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite, it's free and it looks like three times as good visually. And I want to know, like, what what a nine year old is like? Mom, Dad, spend sixty dollars on this. I want this one. Um, I remember when the last game came out on the th- it was on the Switch, but the mainline Pokemon game. There was a controversy at the time because, uh, like, kids were getting confused because the game doesn't autosave. Like, you have to push a save button. So they'd be playing the game for a while and turn it off, or, like, the batteries run out or something. And when they turn the game back on, it would start over. And they didn't know what was going on. And it's like, yeah, Pokemon's never had an autosave because they don't make modern games. It's like they're trying yeah. to remake the Game Boy game and they'll just randomly do something new but not execute it well. And it has yeah. the standard of a Game Boy game. The idea of seeing what is supposed to be like this majestic rare animal being treated like a motorcycle in a parasail is so antithetical to everything I want out of Pokemon. To like, I, find, I, I, I don't care enough to find it offensive. But it is stupid. I do not like it. I just I hate how the red one looks like a motorcycle, and we finally see it in motion, and it's running on all fours. Oh yeah, it just just ugly too. Just just hideous. It's offensive enough that it's ugly, and I'm just looking at those wheels, going like, "Wow, they're doing an open world game, and you get a motorcycle." Fine, and then it's like, "Here's footage of it running." Like, what the hell? Why did you make it look like a motorcycle? And if you got rid of the wheels, it would still be a very generic, shitty-looking Pokemon. Um, we're at 57 minutes. I don't know if you want to do a glad space. You got any more Pokemon things to talk about? Um, I think for my sad space, I want to pick Pokemon. Ah... Ah, do you have a glad space? Yeah, um, I've been watching a cartoon called Amphibia, the Disney cartoon. This is recommended to me by Emily and a couple other people, and it's been it's been really fun. It's a, it's an isekai thing where lady gets uh, teleported into a a very frog world. Like all the people are frogs, and there it's a swamp, and there's lots of big bugs and lizards and birds, and uh, it's it's cute. It's fun. It's it's definitely a little more on the, um, you know, SpongeBob th- side of things versus the Owl House side of things, but there is clearly like some kind of overarching plot. It's just we'll get there eventually. I'm like halfway through the first season, but it, it's it's fairly cute and clever, and it, it's running with its uh its theme really well. I think it's animated pretty well. I like the character designs. It's it's colorful. It's 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 doing everything a cartoon should do. So I, I'm having fun with that. That's good. What was that again? Amphibia, which I guess ended this year. So there's three seasons, 60 episodes. So uh, I believe it's all on Disney Plus. So now is a good time to watch it because you can go through the whole thing. Oh, okay. You know what? Let's go to Disney Plus. Uh, I want to recommend the Orville. I think the whole series is on Disney Plus now. Which uh, what show is that? That is Seth MacFarlane's uh, Star oh! Trek fan fiction. Yeah. And it's very good. Like it, it, it's not just fan fiction. Like it's, it's actually good TV. Nice. 
I think I've talked about it before, so I won't, you know, go on and on, but it's just kind of interesting how it feels like you're watching Star Trek, but you know it's not, but they'll do something where it's like, oh, that's what they would do on Star Trek. And it's like, it's hard to just watch the show for what it is. I want to say by season three has enough of its own identity that it pulls it off better, but I'm not going to pretend that that's warranted. Like it it should stand on its own faster than that. Yeah, I get you. But if you like Star Trek and you you missed it, Disney plus is an easy way to, uh, to catch up on that. It's kind of funny with Seth MacFarlane where, there are times where I'm like, man, that dude is extremely talented. He's really good at what he does. He's a good writer. He's funny. He's got good comedic timing. He's a really good singer. And then there are times where I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Just, you know, because he's, he's been in a lot of stuff. Not all of it's a hit, it, it, but his, like, he, he tries a lot of different things. And I, he succeeds at more than you'd think. Like, I would not have expected him to be, like, oh, pulling off, a, like, a sci-fi show. But there you are. Like, and it's cool that he did. Right. It's weird. And that's the other part, too. People are like, oh, I like Star Trek, but I don't like fart jokes. I don't know if I want to watch it. And it's like, no, you should try it. There are fart jokes, but it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> um, I think I think we're done. I guess we're at an hour. Uh, I think we're done. We went along last time, so we can, you know, this will probably add it down to like 58 minutes or something. I'm sorry I'm a little low energy. I think I'm fighting an oncoming cold, but I got medicine, so... Next week I'll be right as rain. I I did not expect us to do an episode on casinos. This was actually kind of enjoyable. I never know what we're going to do sometimes, and then we have, like, a fun conversation about a thing I don't think about, which is cool. Well, yeah, you know, it's funny. I was reflecting on my casino trip, and it's like, I should tell Chad that we'll talk about this on the show this week. But then I thought, you know, he might not give a shit. And I don't want to force it. So it's like, hey, let's just see if we if this conversation goes anywhere. I feel like we've definitely done enough episodes on stuff I care a lot about that you might not, that you're allowed some too. If you want to just pick a thing and then we talk about it, that's totally fine. Uh, if I can make you listen to, you know, a 45-minute Deathcore playlist, you can you can talk to me about whatever the fuck you want. We're friends. It's it's fun. The, you know, I enjoy the things you enjoy because you enjoy them. Like like we can just have that rapport going. It's cool. It's fun because we're fun. Yeah. And to reiterate, I don't recommend casinos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's like a content warning or something you want for that. Like, don't actually go there unless you are willing to lose. Yeah, we've covered that. But well, you're an adult. I'm not gonna. I, I mean, I like the smell of cigars, too. I'm not going to tell people to smoke a cigar. Yeah. You're an adult. Well, you take care, Chad. Yeah, you too. I'm glad we hung out today. And everybody up there, sleep tight. Kisses. I love you. Uh-oh, watch out for Freddy. He'll come at you when you sleep tight. He's got his little claws on his hands. He's like a little kitty cat, but uh, a burn victim. Oh, that Freddy. Okay. That, yeah, well... What Fred did you think I was talking about? Freddy Fazbear. I don't know who that is. There's a game series called Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, I forget that. I was thinking yeah, you were going to say Freddy from iCarly. That's actually kind of scary, too. I wouldn't want that Freddy to come at me. I'm okay with him. I wouldn't want his mom to come at me. 
Well, I think it, it's not so much him literally. It's more like, why are you here, Freddy? Like, I, yeah. I, I would put me on edge because it's like, wait, there's something else. Like, something more is happening than on the surface level. I feel He's probably like, gonna, like fr- he'll, he'll point at me and he'll count down from five, but he won't say the numbers two or one. <laughs> and I won't know what it means. I like, like, I'm picturing like a nightmare that Freddy would have is that he had just got done watching The Shining and then he's dreaming about going into the room on uh, the 413 or whatever. And uh, the, the naked lady that crawls out of the tub is his own mother. She's like, did you put your sunscreen on? <laughs> oh, you know what we should do? Um, the, the lady that played Sam, when her movie's done, we should watch that. Wait, she's. I thought she was done with acting. Yeah, but she's not done directing. Oh, she's directing. That's cool. What the hell is she making? And she's she's working on a movie um, that's a work of fiction about a fictional child actor who is on a fictional show, and the fictional producer is fictionally creepy, and it's not real or based on real events at all, so you can't sue her. Mm. It should be very fascinating. Yeah. That's cool. I'm guess I'm, I'm glad she's still in the business. I know there was a lot of issues that I don't know. I'm it's glad good when that people bounce back. Uh, she's seizing the reins to her own life, and I applaud her for that. Mm-hmm. You know the name of this movie? I don't. I, I actually I want to look this up, and uh, like I'm serious. I think we should both watch it as fans of uh of and and also of like our age range of the tv that we grew up with i actually you know there was a different video i kind of want to recommend you okay there's a video on youtube called the monster of nickelodeon and it's a very interesting watch i recommend that to everybody too oh cool but we'll close on that note. I, I mean, yeah. it, we had fun going to casino today. Maybe we'll talk about the dark history of Nickelodeon next week. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and get. I can try to watch this as homework. Oh, it's only fourteen minutes. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be depressing too. I don't know. That's okay. So is my life. Yeah, but Sometimes. you take care. My life's okay. <laughs> it's relatable. That was a that was a huge heel turn. I I didn't I realized I didn't want to lie about something. I mean, it's not perfect, but yeah. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna turn this off now. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>